And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Hello, and welcome to Chewing the Fat with yours truly, Jeff Fisher. For those of you listening live on the 12th of June, 2020, on this date in 1970, Pittsburgh Pirates, starting pitcher Doc Ellis, tossed a no-hitter against the San Diego Padres at Jack Murphy Stadium in San Diego. What makes it even more special is he did so while tripping on acid. Yes, he was high on LSD. (laughs) He said that uh, he zeroed in on the catcher's glove, but I... Didn't hit the glove too much. I remember hitting a couple of batters and the bases were loaded two or three times. The ball was small sometimes. The ball was large sometimes. Sometimes I saw the catcher. Sometimes I didn't. Sometimes I tried to stare the hitter down and throw while I was looking at him. I chewed my gum until it turned to powder. They say I had about three or four fielding chances. I remember diving out of the way of a ball I thought was a line drive. I jumped but the ball wasn't hit hard and never even reached me. He later said that he thought Richard Nixon was the home plate umpire, and at one point, he thought he was pitching to Jimi Hendrix, who was holding a guitar instead of a bat. And yet, the Pirates won, two to nothing, and he pitched a no-hitter. Amazing what you can do on LSD. Wouldn't it be nice? You know, raise your hand. Raise your hand if you, like me, could just hop on a rocket ship and leave the planet right now. I believe I would. I believe I'd hop on that bad boy and I'd even squeeze myself into that non-fat guy seat and say, let's go. Fire this bad boy up and let's get off of this planet. Now, many people believe that uh, there are aliens living among us right now and one of those is elon musk uh he has said that he believes that uh they are living among us right now in fact the quote was they have already infiltrated us and by now and that they're already living amongst us pretending to be normal beings Hmm. some would even say that elon himself is an alien (laughs) now he's claimed he's not he's said uh no i am not an alien but he's also said you know he threw the disclaimer out there that's exactly what an alien would say that is exactly what an alien would say and he claims that his reasoning behind wanting so desperately to live on mars is that he would rather die on mars than on earth okay Uh, You know what? I think I may be with you. And there may be other planets out there as well. I know astronomers uh, continue to tell us that uh, the universe is teeming with life. There's a new study that suggests uh, plenty of planets with significant airborne dust could be places to look at. All right. The uh, exoplanets outside the solar system may have a better shot at having moderate temperatures if they contain a dusty atmosphere all right i mean if the topography is perfect for it let's get there you know they're only a few light years away and we can travel at light year speed oh wait no we can't so we've got to we've got to actually figure out how to get there apparently there are more than four thousand exoplanets that have been identified One study claims that uh, the airborne dust that could help support life, but it makes it harder in finding that life. Oh, so we see the planet. It's got dust. It could provide support for life, but we can't see anything because of the dust. Okay, well, let's get there. Let's figure out how about we stop and we figure out how to get there and then... Let's get there. And we could just land and see if it actually, you know, could support life. Because we've already given a researcher at California State University 
a now I and I I read this story and I love the story except I don't believe that it's real because of the engineering professor's name. His name is Nut Ho. That cannot be a real name, can it? Professor Nut Ho. N H U T H O. Okay. According to this story, he was awarded $538,000, a grant. He doesn't have to pay it back from the Pentagon to collaborate on the human swarming teaming platform for research in human automation, trust, and reliance project. Okay. That's great. They're exploring how to build a swarm of robots that can be put into different unknown environments and learn to navigate these environments to complete tasks. In order to accomplish this, Ho said, the autonomous robots will be designed to mimic the behavior seen in insects that swarm, such as ants. Oh, okay. I mean, it sounds good on the surface (laughs) on the surface you know get it (laughs) so they were inspired of course by the behaviors of uh, you know ants and bees who you know organize and create solutions for different tasks they work in groups of different sizes and have the ability to complete the task even when the members fail so now they've got to figure out how to do that in the robotic systems Now, my first thought on that is, uh, that sounds great, except I don't necessarily want an accident where we let those out here. And yet, that's what they're talking about. You know, we could probably use them here on Earth, too. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. No problem. That's what I want. How about you create all these robotic insects that can just swarm and do do stuff and we just let them loose here on the earth you know if there's a if there's some sort of some sort of tragedy here on the planet we'll just unleash the robots i've seen that movie before i don't like the way it ends so sure we've got protesters and organizers in cities around the country that uh, even as we talked about yesterday in Seattle that have their autonomous zone and it is uh, just a, a, a wonderful place Chaz and we have other cities Minneapolis that is uh, you know starting to want their own area and to uh, you know defund the police department no more police but we also have the great city of Detroit, Michigan, the Motor City. And they have protesters, I'm sorry, organizers, that have met with city leaders. And they discussed many things with the city leaders. And they also said that city officials wanted to develop a bunch of subcommittees and tried to deflect some of the conversations that they were having with them. But they did give the city leaders a list of demands. I thought that was special. Now, the two of the group's representatives, not their leaders, just, uh, you know, people who are representing the marchers, uh, Tristan Taylor and Nakia Renee Wallace, said that it has prioritized the first 11, which are more pressing than the others. Because they are things that the mayor has authority and direct influence over. Now, okay. Now, it's still unclear. We don't have an outcome or any resolution to any of these demands. We don't know what will happen if the city says, hey, go pound sand. Or if the city says, go pound something else. Or just doesn't answer them. Just says, can we just move on? We don't know what's going to happen, but their list of demands, at least the first 11, that is, you know, priority begins with defund and demilitarize. I can't even say the word defund and demilitarize the police and project Greenlight, a public private community partnership that uses real time camera surveillance throughout the city and facial recognition software to identify suspects 
Well, that's going to end anyway, right? That's already check it off the list because IBM and Amazon have ended their their involvement with police departments and uh, communities who use their real time facial recognition software. So done. Drop all charges and citations against protesters. Do not carry out eviction orders. Drop citations received by Detroiters during the stay-at-home order. And consensual sex between police officers and those under custody. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, because of the power structure there. You know, obviously, if you're under arrest and then you agree to have sex with the police officer, it's only because of the power structure. You're unable to just say no. Number seven, prosecute and fire any police officer involved in police brutality. Pretty sure they do that already. Number eight, do not criminalize homelessness. Make Detroit a sanctuary city, a municipal jurisdiction that limits cooperation with national government's effort to enforce immigration law. Number 10, create an independent office for disabled citizens. Wow, there's so many jokes there. I mean, the first one that comes to mind is, don't they already have that? I thought that Detroit was, had the crypts there. All right, I know, just stop it. It was just a, just a joke, just a joke. Number 11, restore and maintain running water for all Detroiters. Okay. Uh, you know, I guess the city has talked about cutting off the water. You know, I'd like to see maybe that happen in Seattle. What happens then if the autonomous zone doesn't have power, doesn't have water, doesn't have cell service? Uh, boy, that will not be pretty if that happens. And then the list goes on, but obviously this is not priority. This is just something that, you know, a second, a second thought. Uh, release all nonviolent offenders. Uh, make it a requirement that all Detroit police officers live in the city. Stop using rubber bullets and military tactics. Decriminalize all recreational drugs. Invest in mental health and treatment for substance abuse victims. More punitive charges against officers who hide badges. Make it a duty to intervene for other officers. Abolish property foreclosures. End police union funding of district attorney's office more accessible structures for police accountability and provide care for juveniles instead of jailing. Those are the list of demands from the protesters. I'm sorry, organizers, marchers in Detroit, Michigan. Doesn't the future look bright? It sure does. Now I would say that it's possible that some of these organizers, some of these protesters some of these marchers could move now i'm not saying that as a a white person i'm saying that as a, a person who's just reading a news story that the country of ghana in africa has offered to accept african-americans in their country to resettle in Ghana during a memorial and wreath laying ceremony in honor of George Floyd last Friday, Ghana's minister of tourism, arts and culture, Barbara Otangaisa invited African-Americans to resettle in Ghana. If they feel unwanted in the United States, thank you. I guess, uh, look, Ghana was only, you know, a big part of the slave trade uh, in the beginning uh, who sold their people uh, to be slaves in other countries, including the United States of America. So it's only fitting that they offer descendants of those people to resettle in Ghana. Uh, you know, I don't know. It seems like a nice place. You you might be able to live on the coast. It's right there. It's right there on the on the on the on the on the ocean. Part of the country has oceanfront property. It's a it's a beautiful country. In fact, the way they describe it, it's officially the Republic of Ghana, 
It's located along the Gulf of Guinea and Atlantic Ocean in the subregion of West Africa. Ghana is bordered by the Ivory Coast in the west and Burkina Faso in the north, Togo in the east, and the Gulf of Guinea and Atlantic Ocean in the south. Ghana means warrior king in the Soinki language. I think that's Soinki. Uh, S-O-N-I-N-K-E language. Their first language listed is still English. And it's the same uh, as it is here in the United States. When you hear the anthem, the national anthem, you either stand and, well, you have to stand. There's, I don't think there's any kneeling, but if you wanted to, I'm guessing they would probably allow it. Uh, you have to stand with your hand over your heart if there's a flag. And if you're in the military, you would salute. If there is no flag, then you would just stand. And, you know, a little excerpt from the National Anthem of Ghana... Tell me that is not great. It's beautiful. I don't want to play the whole thing because it would just, I mean, you'd have to stand with your hand over your heart for the entire, I don't know how long it is, 80 minutes. No, it's, a, it's just a song, <laughs> but I don't want to make you do that. We're headed into the you know, it's fat pile Friday on chewing the fat. And I just wanted to give you a little, little tease, the national anthem of the Republic of Ghana coming at you. All right, let's go to the break room. I need a, I seriously need a drink of Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. More than one, I'll tell you that, but we'll start with this one right here. So good. Please subscribe to Chewing the Fat Podcast. It's very easy. Choose the platform of your choice. Whatever platform warms the cockles of your heart. Say iTunes or Spotify or iHeartRadio or Stitcher. And go to that platform and search for Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher and subscribe to the podcast. It's free. Yes, it's free. Doesn't cost you a single dime. Just subscribe. And that way you'll be alerted when the show drops Monday through Friday, sometimes on Saturdays. And while you're at it, you know, you're already there. You're already, you already have your device in your hand. You know, the one that you subscribe to podcasts on. And you, uh, you might as well go to YouTube and subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher there too. And just subscribe to my YouTube channel and then Click on the notifications so you get alerted when the new video drops. It's real simple. Okay? Chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. Now, an easy thing to do if you think to yourself, well, I'm not sure how to get to those platforms. Go to, uh, just go to the blaze.com slash podcast and click on chewing the fat and it will come up and it comes up with a plethora of platforms that you can, uh, that you can use to subscribe and listen to the podcast along the top of the page. Click one of those. Hashtag not SoundCloud. Why the SoundCloud is still there, I don't know. Don't ask. But it is. But they don't play nice, and they weren't playing nice with the other kids in the sandbox, so it's not getting updated, and there's no more podcasts of Chewing the Fat on SoundCloud. So don't click on it. Don't even do it. Don't even think you're going to be funny and click on it. Just don't do it. Okay? All right. And I want to take a minute, too, to thank uh, Relief Factor for coming on board as a sponsor uh, here on Chewing the Fat. Thank you. Uh, You know, look, they believe in more voices, not fewer, just like we do. I mean, they also believe in getting rid of pain. That's why they created Relief Factor. You can find out more at relieffactor.com. But they also believe in more voices. 
which is more important than ever in today's world. More voices, not less. And there's too many people out there that believe in less voices, which is why you should subscribe to Blaze TV. Uh, you can go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y, and you'll get $10 off a year subscription to Blaze TV while the podcast is free. Uh, what helps pay for the Blaze uh, Podcast Network is subscriptions to Blaze TV. So just go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy, and it'll give you, you can get a year subscription for $10 off with a 30-day free trial. And there's a couple other... Uh, couple other incentives there on that page, but the best one is the $10 off for the year. Just use the promo code Jeffy. So there's three things, right? You're going to subscribe to Chewing the Fat podcast. You're going to subscribe to Chewing the Fat YouTube channel, and you're going to go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy with the promo code Jeffy and become a member of Blaze TV. It'll be a great weekend. Now, if you'd like to uh, converse with me here at the podcast, you can always email me, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at JeffyJFR. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. There you go. Your plate is full. Go be full. Under the heading of, well, they can do that is a list of things that have happened since the protests, organizers, rioters, new believers, Black Lives Matters. Uh, people have tried to make their world known and tried to make all everyone feel guilty about what they've done in the past. So they can do that. A&E cancels live PD. Cartoon Network, uh, Cartoon uh, Paw Patrol has been targeted. They can do that. Cops have been canceled. I know, they can do that. HBO, pulled gone with the wind. Just, you know, they can do that. I get it. They can do that. It's the reasoning that drives me insane. Like... The game Magic the Gathering, the card game, it has removed several cards with racist artwork and descriptions from its lineup. Well, good for them. Uh, Wizards of the Coast announced that they're pulling cards from its Magic library and banning them from the popular fantasy-themed role-playing game. They felt compelled to specifically address a magic card called Invoke Prejudice, which features artwork of black pointy hooded figures that closely resemble members of the Ku Klux Klan. If that's what you're looking for, that's me talking, not them. The card was first released in 1994 and granted players the ability to stop an opponent from casting a spell based on the color of certain creatures within the game. The card is racist, according to Wizards. And it should never have been published. Yeah, it's only been there since 1994. There's no place for racism in our game or anywhere else, said the company. And it also apologized for creating the card in the first place. Now, they also committed to removing several other racist or culturally offensive cards from its lineup, including cards called Crusade and Jihad, which granted bonuses to white creatures and cleanse, which destroyed black creatures. It also said it would remove the cards called Imprison and Pradesh Gypsies, which appear to reference India along with stone-throwing devils. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Now, they have been re the cards are gone on the website. Okay, we've removed the images from our database, and they are unacceptable, and they have no place in our games, and they banned all the affected cards from its sanctioned tournaments. No word yet. If you have the cards in your Magic the Gathering card game and you still continue to use them, what happens to you? I'm not sure. 
Uh, if someone reports you, I don't know if Magic the Gathering card game sends the Magic the Gathering police to your door. Uh, I just, I don't know. So just be careful if you're playing Magic the Gathering uh, in your own home with your own cards that you purchased. Uh, good luck. Good luck to yourself. Okay? Now they can do that. I get it. Private company. They can do that. Remember, we're under the heading. They can do that. It's just the reasoning behind that gets a little much. Like Lady Antebellum. Not Lady, Lady Antebellum. I don't want to, I mean, they've already gotten rid of one name. I don't want them to get rid of the other one. Uh, when they set out uh, almost 14 years ago, uh, they named their band after the Southern Antebellum style home where some of their first photos were taken. And it reminded us of music born in the South, Southern rock, blues, R&B, gospel, and of course, country that influenced us all. Well, we're regretful and embarrassed to say that we did not take into account the associations that weigh down this word, referring to the period of history before the Civil War, which includes slavery. So almost 14 years ago, they didn't take into effect what happened a hundred years ago. Huh. <laughs> they are haters. Haters. Because causing pain was never in our hearts. <laughs> right? I know. Now they're going to continue to educate themselves. And they've had conversations and searched the parts of their heart that need pruning. They want to grow into better humans, better neighbors. And their next outward step is going to be a donation to the Equal Justice justice initiative through lady aid and uh the band's name is now going to be called lady a which you know hey their fans have been calling them that forever it's been their nickname we're going to see lady a (laughs) so you know it's already it's already been approved by twitter since uh at lady a and Lady A was a blue check-marked Twitter account. That happened pretty fast, didn't it, Twitter? Huh. I wonder how that happened so fast. Weird, isn't it? Anyway, I know. Under the heading, they could do that. I know they can. Zoom shuts account of U.S.-based rights group after Tiananmen anniversary meeting. I get it. They can do that. Isn't that nice of them? Free speech fears raised after U.S. company says it closed human rights group's account to comply with local laws in China. I know. Let them do it. I get it. They can. Walmart. Going to stop putting multicultural products in locked cases. The practice, which Walmart says was only in place in about a dozen of its 4,700 U.S. stores, has received criticism for the implication that the customers who buy these products, largely people of color, can't be trusted walmart customer judah bell said the process is humiliating she once asked a walmart employee why they kept those products under lock and key and the walmart employer told her that those products have higher theft rates but was not presented with any data to support that so wait the walmart employee you asked you said to the walmart employee hey why do you keep these under lock and key more people steal this stuff and he didn't have the data to support that so i can well understand how you were humiliated uh wow and walmart confirmed to nbc news that the decision to place certain hair and beauty products in cases was based on theft data but guess what it wouldn't share that data so you know they've got to be lying or not and those items are actually stolen more but they don't care now they're not going to lock them up they're not going to be behind lock and key again we're still under the heading of i know they can do that i get it but the reasoning being forced to do it because of the movement is why it's so agonizing Now we can get to the coronavirus numbers and the TSA numbers, or not. 
I mean, no one really seems to care about those numbers anymore. So, eh, let's not worry about it. But I will say that uh, Johnson & Johnson will begin testing its coronavirus vaccine on people. And Moderna will conduct the final stage, uh, the clinical trial of its version. So human trials for a vaccine are happening. And man, do I hope they work. We'll see. And with that, I mean, Ford plans to bring its plants back to pre-pandemic production rates by July 6th. Many of the car makers uh, resumed operations May 18th, but you know, only at a partial capacity. So we'll see. Uh, AMC, who suffered, you know, $2.2 billion net loss the first part of this year, said it plans to reopen 97% of its theaters in July. Yeah, good luck. Disneyland in California slated to reopen mid-July. But uh, we'll see. We'll see if it happens. I hope it does. Let's get things back running again and get this economy going. I know that uh, Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin, Mnuchin, yeah, uh, he is quoted as saying we can't shut down the economy again. No kidding. And as far as the airlines are concerned, I mean, look, you've got plenty of things happening as far as planes, trains, and automobiles go. Uh, the, after processing fewer than 90,000 travelers, right? We were at like 87,000, I think something like that, uh, mid April, they, uh, yesterday, I think the TSA, you know, we're four or 500,000 a day, something like that through the TSA numbers. So they're still hurting dramatically. Uh, the airline, I mean, United airlines is now going to require that passengers pass a health checklist. They have to confirm that they haven't experienced coronavirus symptoms in two weeks before applying and complete a checklist based on recommendations from the Cleveland Clinic. Well, isn't that special? Boeing uh, deliveries hit a 60-year low with just four planes shipped. Wow. I mean, they said it handed over just four planes in May, down from six in April. Whew. Good luck. God bless. I sure hope that is happening. I mean, some railroad categories have had an increase in traffic over the last year, according to the Association of American Railroads Executive John Gray. Four-week moving average of petroleum demand has rebounded from its April low. So people are approaching their pre-pandemic driving levels because people are headed back to work. Right? They may not be traveling, but they're headed back to work. That's for sure. And according to this, the dentist offices are excellent indicators of economic as well as, you know, mouth health. <laughs> uh, if you look at your typical dentist office, uh, nothing went wrong with your business model, uh, said the uh, economics professor at the University of Michigan, Betsy Stevenson. Uh, it's just coronavirus that happened. So, duh. According to the American Dental Association, 45% of dentists had laid off their entire staffs by mid-April and after the first week of June, 77% of those dentist offices have rehired their full staff back. And I do know that my dentist office is in that window that they, you know, emailed that they were closing. And I haven't heard from any of the people saying it's time for your checkup. So they must have been laid off. And now I just received an email that, hey, we're back. And so it's great. And we've learned through the epidemic, the pandemic, that uh, we can come back to being the criminals that we are. That's because we learned how to be criminals from the American Dental Association. You know how I feel about dentists, man. They are some of the biggest, many of them, not all. I don't want to lump everybody. I don't want to lump all dentists into the same criminal window. But I will say that there hasn't been a dentist that I have been involved with that isn't in this window. 
they know how to rob you blind. And that's just, oh, I cannot take dentists, man. I just, I can't, can't take it. They're criminals. And I know it's Fat Pile Friday and, you know, it should be uplifting and, uh, you know, happy, but it's kind of sad news here as we uh, come to a close of chewing the fat. For those of you listening live on the 12th of June, 2020, Starbucks has forecast that it's going to probably lose about $2.2 billion uh, since this first wave of the pandemic. And since they you know, have been effectively shut down, the company said it's now going to speed up the opening of pickup-only stores, but it's also going to close or renovate 400 traditional cafes. So a couple hundred in the U.S. and a couple hundred in Canada are either going to close and go bye-bye or they're going to just open up for a pickup-only store. You won't be able to go in and sit down and hang out and chit-chat with your friends at Starbucks anymore. And what a, what a shame that will be. Right? I know. I know, I know, I know. It's sad because... It's so much fun just to hang out at the Starbucks and drink coffee with your friends. Now you won't be able to. Well, guess what? It's the it's the new norm. <laughs> uh, it actually is. Uh, continue with the social distancing. Don't shake my hand. Remember? Don't do it. As long as we're on restaurants, uh, when Cracker Barrel opens back up, after the, uh, you know, after the lockdown, they're going to start uh, selling beer and wine. Yay! And hard cider. And, according to this article, they're going to have a new and improved chicken pot pie and Saturday fried pork chops. Huh? I mean, Cracker Barrel has been taking some heat during the Black Lives Matter movement as well. So we'll see. I don't know how you change Cracker Barrel and make that happen but i guess you try to and we found out that uh grubhub you know i know uber's been trying to uh you know make uh, grubhub theirs for a while but uh, lawmakers have said mm, it's going to reduce competition uh-huh is it well dutch delivery giant just eat takeaway Jet for short. <laughs> J E T, just eat, take a get it. Uh, they are going to purchase Grubhub for $7.3 billion. Wow. Now, Grubhub, is it worth $7.3 billion? Uh, they have struggled in the U.S. with only uh, 23% of the market share. I mean, Uber Eats and DoorDash has been killing them. And it's yet to turn a profit. According to this, Grubhub lost $33 million in the first quarter. And they're going to be sold for $7.3 billion? <laughs> wow. I sure hope you've invested in Grubhub. Because if you have... Soon you will be making some money. No doubt about it. Stick around for the extended version of uh, Chewing the Fat. For those of you that uh, are listening free of charge and not a subscriber to Chewing the Fat. I've got uh, new guidelines from uh, for white people from the mayor of Hollywood. And we'll, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about New York updating their uh, health sex guidance form. And remember that uh, our usual slogan for chewing the fat, when CTF records, news happens. Well, I wanted to thank El Tostador, who posted a worthy slogan for chewing the fat. Now, you know, is it as catchy as when CTF records, news happens? We'll see, but I kind of like it. Chewing the fat. You miss a second, you miss something. 
<laughs> I like it. I like it. I think that that is the new slogan, at least, you know, through the weekend. Chewing the fat. You miss a second, you miss something. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. Thank you for subscribing to Chewing the Fat. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Uh, Just know that uh, Mayor Lindsay P. Horvath, the mayor of Hollywood, California, and I believe technically the mayor of West Hollywood, she uh, had some guidelines for white people. Uh, When they show up at black-led and people-of-color-led protests, Um, she wanted you to be reminded of these guidelines. This is a black issue. The call needs to be black lives matter, not all lives matter. Sometimes the best way to ensure that all lives matter is to give black people room to own a space. Protest from our position. For example, don't join in on the chant, whose streets, our streets. These streets are not our streets. (laughs) Instead, carry signs and participate in chants that challenge white supremacy. Call in, collect white folks who are causing harm. Meet level of escalation with police and or try to de-escalate do not exceed it do not start chance yourself do not grab the mic be mindful that the action is being organized and led by black-led organizations follow the leadership of the organizers as it relates to the march route and direct people who may have more questions press or police to be identified Uh, the point of contact, unless you've been directly asked, your role is to not be a spokesperson or a liaison for, with the police or press. Got it. Just sit there and zip it. Okay. This is the mayor of West Hollywood, Lindsay P. Horvath with her guidelines for white people. Be mindful that the action is being organized and led by Black-led organizations, okay? Your role is not to be a spokesperson. (laughs) So zip it. Become familiar with the target and goals of each action, especially reading any sources recommended by the organizers. Remember that. Okay? Yeah. So those are her guidelines for white people. And at the bottom, she also leaves a message of what is Surrey, uh, S-U-R-J. It's a showing up for racialjustice.org. And it's a national network of over 150 groups organizing in white communities for racial justice. Um, it works to undermine support of racist policies, practices, and culture in the white community as part of the multiracial movement for liberation. That's from a mayor, Lindsay P. Horvath of West Hollywood. And I just want to point out that mayor Lindsay P. Horvath is white. And a reminder that things are tough for everybody. Uh, everyone is struggling, including sex workers. Uh, they've, uh, are trying for help. I mean, the Sex Workers Outreach Project has several branches in cities all over America, and they are really out to help the sex workers who have been struggling during the COVID-19 lockdown, and they need your help. So if you can do any, any help with the Sex Workers Outreach Project swap And they probably named after whatever city they're, you know, Swap LV, Swap LA, Swap NYC. 
But you can also just go, if you're a sex worker and you're listening to Chewing the Fat, welcome. Uh, you all are welcome. We are all inclusive here at Chewing the Fat. Uh, you can go to the Red Umbrella Fund and apply for a grant. And uh, those grants will... Other oh, for sex workers. Okay, let's just be clear about that. All right. Now, they fund based in any country in the world, and it's led by women, men, and or trans. Okay. Uh, if you want to apply, your group, organization, or network must fulfill each of the following three criteria. Uh, you be led by sex workers for the benefit of sex workers. Be committed to connect to and strengthen the sex workers' rights movement. Agree with all the principles, all of them, of the Red Umbrella Fund. Now, I'll tell you one thing. There are some things they do not fund at the Red Umbrella Fund. Organizations that are not led by sex workers. Organizations that have a project or program with or for sex workers while the organization as a whole has a broader focus. <laughs> they try to sneak in the back door. Wait, organizations that seek to abolish or criminalize sex work. Uh, they're not funding that. Okay. Organizations exclusively providing social or medical services. Yeah, no, just for sex workers. Organizations founded by or structurally dependent on political parties, government agencies, or religious institutions. I hate all three of those. And the Red Umbrella Fund is not going to fund you if you're affiliated with that, okay? Business, credit programs, or income-generating activities. We do not like those unless it's, you know, a sex worker. Academic research, no thank you. We don't care about your research. Got it? Okay. And individual requests. Yeah, you better be an organization to get into the Red Umbrella Fund. Ooh, that hurts. Maybe. You need to get back to the swap group and then you're an organization and you can apply at the Red Umbrella Fund. New York has updated their COVID-19 Safer Sex NYC health pages and they have updated some of the things that you can do to protect yourself and it's really good that uh, they've updated it. Now, according to these guidelines, uh, sex is a normal part of life and should always be with the consent of all parties. The document offers strategies to reduce the risk of spreading COVID-19 during sex. Decisions about sex and sexuality need to be balanced with personal and public health. During this extended public health emergency, people will and should have sex. Consider using harm reduction strategies to reduce the risk to yourself, your partners, and the community. Now, you need to know how COVID-19 spreads. So you can get COVID-19 from a person who has it. <clears throat> the virus spreads through particles in saliva, mucus, or breath of people with COVID-19, even from people who do not have symptoms. According to this guy, we still have a lot to learn about COVID-19 and sex. The virus has been found in semen and poo-poo. We do not know if COVID-19 can be spread through vaginal or the other way sex. Uh, we also know, and this isn't in the guidelines at all, but we know that uh, COVID-19 stays in the male area after you are believed to be over COVID-19. We know, according to this guideline, that other coronaviruses do not easily spread through sex, and so this means sex is not likely a common way that COVID-19 spreads. But we just got done telling you that we don't know that, so not sure why we have to do that. It says have sex only with people close to you. <laughs> really? Okay. Uh, it does remind you to have sex only with consenting partners. Uh, you should limit close contact. Uh, including sex with anyone outside of your household. Wow. <laughs> you should ask them questions like, you know, do you have symptoms or have had you had symptoms in the last 14 days? And You know, look, 
if two is company, then three or more is definitely a crowd. Large gatherings of any type are not safe. But if you're, you know, going to do that, you should limit the size of your guest list. Keep it intimate. And uh, pick larger, more open and well-ventilated spaces. Wear face coverings. Uh, Don't touch your eyes, nose, or mouth with unwashed hands. If you uh, decide to have sex outside of your circle of contacts or a hookup, you need to closely monitor your system, your symptoms, and you should probably consider getting a swab or saliva test. Now, kissing can easily pass the virus, so avoid kissing anyone who's not part of your small circle of close contacts. Um, The virus in poo-poo may enter your mouth and could lead to infection if you were to do something close to that area and you should wear a face covering or mask you know maybe it's your thing or not your thing <laughs> but during COVID-19 wearing face coverings uh should cover your nose and mouth uh, by all means now you could uh Be creative with positions and physical barriers like walls that allow the contact, uh, sexual contact while preventing close face-to-face contact. That's been happening in uh, restrooms across America for a long, long time. (laughs) Oh yeah. You could do, you know, you can pleasure yourself together. Nothing like fun there. Uh, make sure you have, uh, condoms and dental dams ready. And make sure uh, washing up before and after is more important than ever. Uh, If your partner's not feeling well, maybe you skip it altogether. And there are ways that you can get uh, free condoms and other essential essential things uh, through uh, nyc.gov health. So you can go to nyc.gov slash condoms and it'll help you out. Uh, get you some uh, safer sex products and uh, my gosh I'm glad they updated this <laughs> because I feel better I feel better that New York City has updated their safer sex and COVID-19 health guidelines remember chewing the fat you miss a second you miss something because when CTF records news happens I like that.